Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a guy. Karma's a relaxing thought. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning. The Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. Morgan, there's a new survey out this morning. Love a good survey. What's it about? Coffee? It's coffee. Love it. You're right on it. It's a coffee survey. It says the idea of drinking coffee is what gets four out of five coffee drinkers out of bed in the morning. 100%. I can't disagree with that at all. When I go to bed at night, I'm looking forward to my morning cup of coffee. (laughs) I get up in the morning. I don't know if it's the first thing that I do is make the coffee in the morning. I don't know if I look forward to that, but I do. As soon as the coffee is made, I savor it. Oh, yeah. And it's this routine where it's in my coffee mug. So I'll I'll, I'll put the coffee in this coffee mug, but I won't start drinking it until I hit my second red light, which is <laughs> usually the longest red light until I get on to 90. Okay. And once I once I hit there. Because it's kind of a long light. That's when I grab my coffee for the first time and I start sipping. Isn't it funny? Because I also have the routine where I won't allow myself to start drinking the coffee until we crack the mic at 6 a.m. That's when I have my first sip. There's nothing better. You know, if we have to be here and, and we love being here and we love sitting and chatting about different things every single day. It goes so much better when there's a cup of coffee right here. And a Snuggie. Why do you think I keep this Snuggie <laughs> in the studio at all times? 6-11, I'm all snuggied up. I got my cup of coffee. It's pretty much like I'm chilling at home. This survey finds, this coffee survey finds that people drink an average of 460 cups of coffee every year. Now, I'm doing so the math on that. Obviously, one a day with 365, and then maybe on occasion... Twice a day. These are amateurs. <laughs> I only drink one cup a day. On days that I really need it, I'll do two. But if I also have caffeine past 12 o'clock, I won't sleep very good. So I've got to be over a thousand cups a year. What? I have to be drinking three cups of coffee a day. You do? Three? Three, three times 365. That's over a thousand. Three cups a day. Yeah, for sure. So I drink the mug, which is which is two cups in here. Okay. And then I always have to get at least one more right at the end of the show. So really? that's really I would say on average I'm three cups of coffee a day. 
Well, maybe it's because I stick to the one uh, cup a day because, no offense, but I don't like the coffee here at work, so I stay away from it. Oh, I, do, I have never even tried the coffee here at work because I don't know I don't know how it works. I don't know how to work any of the coffee machines out there. And then I believe that because we're not the only studio in our in the Halley building. Right. There's other radio stations here. There's other morning shows. And there's one other show. Should I just, I'll just, it's, it's the fan. It's the sports guys. Yeah. They make their pots of coffee and then they take them into the studio with them. Yeah. And so if you want coffee, you have to go into their studio <laughs> well, here, to go I'll, get it. I'll Would, tell you this much. Back in the day, it used to be Q104's responsibility to make the coffee. And I will tell you, the fan guys would come in here all the live long day and take all of our coffee. So I feel like now that the tables have turned, we should very easily be able to go in there and take some coffee. I don't want to go in there at all. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't want <laughs> it's a anyone, war zone in there for sure. I wouldn't want anyone coming into our studio. I, I think it would be disrespectful if I started walking into their studio just to get coffee. Oh, they didn't care. <laughs> they would come in no matter what. Why why was it your responsibility or Q104's responsibility to make coffee? It was just like an unwritten, unspoken thing. Like whoever was in here maybe got here first out of everybody and they just made the coffee whenever they came in. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm definitely not doing that. No, me neither. So, sorry, guys. I, again, I can't work the machines. I, I would be no help to anyone. They make your day. They make you laugh. Morgan and Bill. It's like they've been friends forever. And they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q104. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning. Morgan and Bill. So, Morgan, when you fly down to Florida in about two weeks Mm -hmm. for your wedding, Mm -hmm. will you be flying JetBlue? (laughs) I will not. Did did you choose? Did you just did you buy the flight because of price or are you married to a particular airline? Um, Honestly, I bought the flight a because of price and B because where we're going in Florida, only one airline goes direct from Cleveland to we're flying into Fort Myers. So the only airline that does that without having to stop in like Charlotte or something annoying is Frontier. Okay, so you're flying Frontier. Yes. What did you hear about JetBlue this morning? Okay, well, actually, it's interesting because I thought JetBlue was the only airline doing this, but it turns out it's not true. We've talked a lot on the show about uh, airplane etiquette when it comes to kids, and I got roasted because I said I would not trade my seat to make sure that a parent was sitting by a child. Like, cause specifically I pay for my seats. Mm-hmm. I pay more money to sit on an exit row or whatever. But now a couple of airlines will let your child sit by the parent without paying extra. JetBlue being one of them. But when I looked it up, it's ask, actually a couple different airlines, Alaska, American, JetBlue and Frontier. I never knew that, that you had to pay extra to have your kids sit next to you. Before. Yeah, well, if you don't pay to choose your seat, you run the risk of your group being split up. Oh, they that's won't right. automatically put you next to each other. Okay. Yeah. So JetBlue is now doing this so you don't have to pay extra. I got to be honest, I would pay extra. To not sit by your child? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that possible? <laughs> well, I feel like your kids are old enough to where you wouldn't actually have to sit there and like watch them like a hawk. What, 8 and 11? Is that right? Yeah, with Will, I wouldn't worry so much. I would need to see him. With Drew, I don't think that I could let him be on his own. Not not well, for his sake, for the sake of the people sitting next to him. Yeah, what would Drew do if he was sitting alone on an airplane and you were a couple rows up? Talk, 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 talk. <laughs> he, he would be that person on the, on the flight that just doesn't shut up. Like, really? Will just talk your ear off on the entire way. That surprises me because I feel like every time we talk to him on the show, he's a little timid. No, I think he, uh, once he... Loosens up? Yeah, once he loosens up, he will... He will share his entire life story with you. Well, thankfully, the policy is kids under the age of 13 can always, now sit next to a parent without an extra charge. I've always wondered if we could just have like a a children only section on a plane. <laughs> That's a great idea. How would that work? So maybe the last <laughs> four rows in the yeah. back of the plane and you can only put kids under the age of, I don't know, 12 there. Sure. Would that work? And Let's then, do it. I mean, it might be a war zone, but the kids would make friends. It'd be great. A war zone. I could see popcorn being thrown back and forth. I could see tablets being stolen because they want to watch Bluey. You know, all the things would happen, but at least they'd be out of the parents' hair for two hours. All right. I'll put in that suggestion. We'll see uh, if anything happens. With that, the, the all-kids section on a plane. I think you're onto something there. So you can call us anytime, 216-474-0104. You can also text us at the same number, and it comes right to our laptops. That's what Amanda in Parma did. She said, song request, better place by NSYNC. There we go. Let's do that. NSYNC right now. It's Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now the Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. Good morning. So I am failing third grade math. Trust me, you're not the only one that struggles with their kids' homework, but you go ahead and go first. Well, on Monday, Drew comes home from work. So Paula's at work. Paula's the one that is much better at this than I am. And she's the one that, that has more success with helping the kids out with their homework. Uh, except now that she's working a lot of afternoons and nights, the responsibility falls with me. Sure. And so the rule is when you get home from work, you've got to do your homework first. So they can chill a little bit. They can get a snack or whatever. But there's no Xbox. There's no TV. There's nothing until the homework gets done. And Will is pretty self-sufficient. Thank goodness. Like he does all of his homework by himself. He doesn't ask for myself. Uh, doesn't ask for my help. He knows not to ask for my help. Okay. Like he's learned in the past. But Drew is a different story. Drew, I think, craves the help. Like, I think because he, he wants that interaction mm-hmm. with me. So he sets down his third grade math homework. This is on Monday. Uh, here's the first question that we encounter. Ben says that when any number between one and nine is multiplied by five, the product always has a zero or five in the ones place. Is this reasonable? Explain. So Drew wrote down yes. And I'm like, well, buddy, you got to explain that. Right. And he's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So now I, I'm like, how, how hard could this be? It's third grade math. Right. And I'm like, all right. Do I know where the ones place is, first of all? And so I figured that out. And then I'm like, the only thing that you can do, I guess, is just actually go through this. 
multiply any number between one and nine by five. So five times one, five times two, and then go on and so forth. So, but Drew's fighting me on the entire thing as we're, as we're writing all this out. And so this is question number one, and he's already irritated and mad at me. Right. Because he's like, you're not explaining this to me correctly. And I'm like, you're right. I'm probably not. Well, if he knows that you're not explaining it correctly, then he should be the one to explain it correctly since he knows. Right. Yeah. I, I, no help on question number one. But I think that we did OK with question one. Now we move on to question number two. Gabe has five bird cages. He keeps five birds in each cage. How many birds does Gabe have? Well, first of all, what is going on with this Gabe kid? <laughs> He's got 25 birds yeah, in his that's house. Yeah, a lot of birds. And his parents allow that? 25 birds. And he keeps five birds in a cage? That sounds like chaos. You're being a little too literal. It's just a question. but It sounds inhumane. Right, sure, to sure. To keep five birds in one cage? That's not right. Each bird should get their own cage. It's just a question. So how do you solve the math equation? Well, you would think it would be easy, right? Five times five? Sure. No. It want, it says use a bar diagram. Yeah, and you have to put each little thing in the box, and then you have to decide how many it is. Yeah, I had to help Ellie with her homework over the weekend, and I had the same exact problem. With a bar diagram? I was like, what is this? I've never seen this before in my life. Yeah, I've... I, I mean, I've heard of a bar diagram, how I would make a bar diagram to explain why Gabe has 25 birds in his house. I have no idea. Yeah, it's hard. And in fact, we had a little uh, get together for David over the weekend and there was a bunch of parents there, kids around the same age, second, third, fourth grade. Nobody knew how to do their kids homework. We talked about it for an hour. Well, I ended up Googling this, like I'm reading about bar di- diagrams and I'm trying to, so I'm trying to help Drew put this bar diagram together. And so we wrote down what we wrote down, right? Sure. And then yesterday I saw the corrected paper. Wasn't even close. Oh, God. <laughs> Wasn't even close. Well, so there you have it. He struck out on his math homework and I struck out on his math homework. What can you do? And I don't even understand. I don't even understand, I don't understand what the, it either. the corrected version that came back to me. Yeah. Like I was looking at it and like, I don't even understand this. They're teaching it a different way these days. And we just, we missed the curve. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be right. a good year. <laughs> What's going on with you? Because we need to hash something out this morning with Morgan and David. So David, he's only been in the U.S. since Saturday. Correct. But the thing is, is that Morgan and David have to plan their legal wedding which is about two and a half weeks away. Yes. And so... Lots of lots of random questions popping up, and we're like, ah! Yeah, lots of moving parts, but there's, there's one issue that they're stuck on. We're going to hash that out next on the Q Morning Show. Leave Linda's waking up to the Q Morning Show. Awesome way to wake up. It's Morgan and Bill. So much good music. I love it. On Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. Two and a half weeks away from Morgan's wedding in Florida. Being a married woman in two and a half weeks, it is wild to think. It's really quite strange. <laughs> How exciting is this? Oh. It's, it, it's, it, you're right. It, it seemed, it's surreal. Yeah. On one hand, and then... I know that you guys, there, there's just so much to think about as you try to plan this and put it together in literally weeks. Weeks. 
weeks to do it. Uh, but there's something that Morgan and David are disagreeing about. I don't know what it is. I'm hoping that I'm going to take your side. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, there's a chance that I may not, depending on what it is. Honestly, it's not even that David and I are disagreeing about it. It's that everyone I talk to has a different opinion about it, and it's really clouding my judgment. Okay. <laughs> like, so I don't know what the right thing to do is, what the wrong thing to do is. Let's hash it out. But as you know, Bill, we're having two weddings, technically, right? We have the legal wedding. In two and a half weeks. And then we're having the big wedding, you know, the one that everybody's invited to next summer. Right. Right. So this this wedding in Florida is is technically technically a legality. You know, we had to get married in 90 days. We were envisioning that the wedding in June would be like the pomp and circumstance of it all. But then this question came up actually last night at my dad's birthday dinner. When? Does David start wearing his wedding ring? Does he start wearing it when we get married on October 20th? Mm-hmm. Or does he start wearing it when we have, I'm using air quotes, our real wedding on June 28th? Okay. What does David say? David thinks that he should do it on June 28th. And what do you say? I think he should do it on October 20th because that's technically the day that he's no longer a single man, right? And, and I, we discussed this on the show last week, you plan on making your wedding day or honoring your, your wedding day and your anniversary for every year after that as October 20th, correct? Yes. Yes. So in my opinion... That is your wedding day. That should be the day that that David starts wearing his wedding ring. Well, and then also he's like, well, what are we going to do on June 28th? Like, we have to save something. We have to have something special for that day. And his take is that we should get like, like a silicone ring for October and then get like a real one. For June. And I'm like, what's the point in that? Like, let's just get the real one now. Why buy a silicone? Like, I don't understand what what problem that solves. Okay. So you're you're caught in the middle. Like you would you would prefer that he wears his wedding ring beginning October twentieth. And then are you getting a ring as well? No. You're not getting you're just gonna keep use just your engagement keep my ring. Engagement ring. Right, because I tech I mean, I don't need like the wedding band right now. Like that is a good example of something that I think I can wait for. But can David wait for his wedding band? When I tell you, it's so funny because all of the men in my life besides you side with David. Is that right? Yeah. And then all the women are like, no, other women need to know that your man is off the market. (laughs) And I'm like, that that thought didn't even cross my mind at all. But now I am reconsidering because he's right. I think we should save something special. For the June 28th wedding, is that, will that be the moment he wears his ring for the first time? I don't know. Okay, let's open this, hash this out. 216-474-0104. I think David should start wearing his wedding ring on October 20th, if that is going to be your wedding date and anniversary going forward. I also think that I may have a solution for all of this, but let's wait to see what everybody else thinks, because a lot of times people come with 
come up with better ideas than I do. 216-474-0104. Your call's next. It's Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. We're hashing it out this morning. And it's all about Morgan because her wedding day is coming up in two and a half weeks. Morgan and David are having a discussion right now on what to do with the wedding bands. When do they start wearing? When does David specifically start wearing his wedding band? Is it October 20th? Mm -hmm. Or should he wait until the the big party? The The, the recognition of your but marriage in June. But I want to be clear, in June, we are still having a ceremony. So it's right. not just a reception. So I think that's kind of David's point of view. Actually, all the men in my life are saying, save something special for the June wedding. Have him have the ring on for the first time in the June wedding. This is just supposed to be really low-key, real, just for us. You know, this we have to legally do it this way. Um, so yeah, and honestly, I didn't even think twice about the wedding rings until yesterday. So, so I have no idea what he should do. But I say, if you're going to recognize October 20th as your wedding day going forward, as the day that you and David officially unite, he needs to wear the wedding band starting October 20th. I hear you, but I also do think that it takes away from what is actually supposed to be our wedding day with all of our friends and family. I don't know. I'm confused. I think people have ideas and solutions. Uh, let's start with Katie and Ashtabula. Katie, good morning. Good morning. So what do you, what do you I think? I think David definitely needs something on his finger in October. Mm-hmm. However, it can come back off and be put back on for the ceremony in June. And or... Tattoos. Why not get tattoos on his finger? <laughs> That's the only solution, right? It's forever. You want to go to a tattoo parlor? I'm loving that idea. <laughs> Should we start? I look- mean, it's a good solution. It is a good solution. And back when I used to be afraid of jewelry, because yes, that's a thing, I contemplated just doing tattoos. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be him the one that was getting the tattoo. So I would be down for him getting a tattoo. I personally just don't want one. Should we start looking at tattoo parlors in yeah. Florida? <laughs> sure. Uh, let's go to Travis in Berea. Travis, good morning to you. Good morning. You have a, an idea, a suggestion for Morgan on what to do with the wedding rings? Yes. First off, Morgan, congratulations and good luck on planning a wedding. It's Thank exhausting. Thank you. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> So we got engaged. Um, My dad was really sick at the time, and we asked the doctors, let us know if he's not going to make it to the October 29th wedding. So this was in January. In June, um, the doctors gave us the the go-ahead to maybe have a small wedding so he can be there. Mm. So we ended up having a little tiny backyard wedding, which was absolutely perfect, but we were too far into the big wedding financially to back out. Right. So we ended up having to do the big wedding, too. Now, mind you, I am seven months pregnant at my big wedding. I looked like the Michelin man. Oh, Nothing God. fit. It was it was literally awful. Um, bless his heart, though. He stayed with me. Um, but we ended up having two two wedding bands. I had two. I have two wedding bands and he has one. And he wanted to wear he wanted a wedding band when he got married. So on the big wedding day, he just took it off and then put it right back on when we exchanged vows and and 
rings. So he he liked the thought of having that wedding band, and they appreciate it. It's kind of sweet. Oh, so that's yeah, nice, but have, have two. Get get yourself some more rings. There you go. So <laughs> get another wedding band or get a tattoo. I have to tell you, the more that these types of questions come up, and the more you know problems, I guess, that come up, the more and more I'm thinking, do I even need a June wedding? I kind of don't even really want to do it oh anymore. Oh my gosh, now you're really throwing me I for know, a loop I here. I know, but it's like, I mean, what's the point? I mean, I All know right. the point is that we're supposed to celebrate with our friends and family, and I'm just reiterating that in my brain, but like, gosh, All right. it's C- too much. Calm down now. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of people upset. There's people that want to see you get married you? in June. <laughs> okay, can I offer a solution? Please. Okay, so... See my wedding band right here? I do. I just took it off just Mm -hmm. for a second, just to illustrate. Okay. All right. This wedding band is about 20-some years old. Okay. So Paula bought me this ring our first year of dating. Okay. And I wore this ring, my wedding band, on my right hand, on my ring finger, for six years. Okay. Through our engagement, and on the day... That we got married. You switched hands. We took this ring and put it on my left hand. So this this ring okay. that my wife bought me 20 years ago is my wedding ring. Okay. So on October 20th, if David puts the ring on his right hand and wears that until June of next year, and then June of next year, he switches from his right hand to his left hand. Is that a solution? I think that technically could be a solution. I would need to mull it over, because does that signify marriage if you're wearing it on the wrong hand? I think it's the promise that we're almost there. Okay. That you're legally married, but... It needs to be recognized by your family right. and your friends, okay. and it needs to be the, a public announcement in June. And then once that finally happens, then you switch the ring over to the left hand, and voila! There we go. I don't hate it. I need to think about it a little bit, but I have two and a half weeks to decide. How about me? <laughs> Coming up with the solutions here. It's Q104. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. In Northeast Ohio, we proudly rep our suburbs. But there can be only one winner in the land. Battle of the Burbs on the Q Morning Show. All right, Morgan, let's meet our contestants this morning. First up from the city of Talmadge, it is Ashley. Ashley, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Let's meet your challenger from Illyria. It's Joe. Joe, good morning. Welcome in. Good morning. All right, your name is your buzzer. It's a best of five question challenge. Away we go. Question number one. Julius Caesar was the emperor of what empire? Joe. Joe? Uh, Rome. We'll take that answer. The Roman Empire is correct. Joe probably thinks about it. <laughs> I, Multiple. I didn't know that was going to be the trick question. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, Joe has to get this one right. Okay, anyways, back to the game. Question number two. What artist made their TV debut as Hannah Montana? Ashley. No. Miley Cyrus. Ashley is right. It is Miley Cyrus. We're tied one apiece. Question number three. What is the process that changes liquid water into water vapor? Ashley, evaporation. That is correct. It is evaporation. Okay, Joe, you have to get this question right to tie the game. Ashley, if you get it correct, you will win. Question number four. Which state is home to Yellowstone National Park? Okay, Ashley, Colorado. It's not Colorado. Joe, do you have a guess? Um, Wyoming. It is Wyoming. Good job, Joe. Yes. Okay, that means it all comes down to this final question. Whoever gets this right will be going to the best of Cleveland party. Question number five. Complete the title of the boy band. Five seconds of blank. Ashley, what is it, Ashley? Summer. Summer is right. Sorry, the boy band question at the end. I feel like Ashley had that one in the bag. Yeah, but Joe got the Roman Empire question. <laughs> right. Bonus points so, for Joe. It was completely fair. Way to go, Ashley. Way to go. You're going to be at the Best at Cleveland party on October 14th at the Great Lakes Science Center. Thank you so much. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. Good morning. So during Battle of the Burbs, Morgan, uh, one of the questions had to do with Yellowstone Park. Yellowstone National Park. Mm-hmm. It's in Wyoming. And I was thinking, wait a minute. I just read something this morning about Yellowstone National Park. And it made me LOL. So I want to grab it. Uh, find the story again. Okay. So, Morgan, would you ever do this? At Yellowstone National Park. Because you can get married there, or this couple wanted to get married there at Yellowstone National Park at a place called Artist Point. Mm-hmm. And so there's these stairs leading up to the point, and you can overlook Yellowstone National Park. So this couple who wanted to get married there hung up a sign at the bottom of the stairs, and it read private function. Okay. So they tried to close down... Yellowstone National Park for their wedding. Well, you can't do that. You can get married at Yellowstone, but you need a special permit. But you cannot just close down a section of Yellowstone National Park so you can get married there. Right. So, 
Uh, you would never do anything like that, right? No. I mean, I just don't have enough energy to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have enough energy to fight David about or anybody about when he should start wearing his wedding ring. I don't have enough energy to make a sign saying, do not enter, private area. I'm just like, just go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. But you're getting married on the beach in yes. Florida. Yes. How do you get married on the beach? What do you, do you mean? Do you just walk on the beach and get married, or do you need a permit for there that? There are certain places that you need a permit for it, but where we're staying, we do not need a permit for it because it already is a private beach, and we're staying at a friend's um, condo, so they have access to the private beach. So but if we were to do it like at a hotel, on a hotel property, that mm-hmm. beach, that would need a permit. So you don't need to hang up a sign that says private function? No. I wonder if anybody's ever done that. Like, just get married on the beach, but... They they roped it off and put private function. I'm sure you, somebody has tried. I wonder what else in life you can do that with. I don't like really a, think you can. I like you don't a, have the authority to say you can't come in here. What a private function sign. What could I use that? At Costco? You could use it like maybe for your nap time <laughs> to make sure your kids don't bother you. I was thinking Costco because then I could go in there and maybe just shop and, and then there won't be any lines because everyone will think that there's a private function going on. Sure, yeah. I, I don't know. think that will work. Let's try it out. <laughs> um, I don't think that's going to work. So many times, I, let me explain. I have this friend who, and, and he also has two boys and we discuss parenting and fatherhood from time to time. And he has referred to me as a helicopter parent. Do you know what that is, a helicopter No, parent? I don't know what that means. Um, I actually Googled it. Uh, it's a person or a parent that pays excessive attention to their children's every move and experience. Okay. And he's referred to me as a helicopter parent in certain situations of parenting. Okay. And he has done it again. Okay. For something that has happened uh, within the past couple of weeks. So I, I want to explain to you what happened, what I did. And help me understand, I don't think that I'm a helicopter parent. This is where we disagree. So we'll get into that next. It's the Q Morning Show. They make your day. They make you laugh. Morgan and Bill. It's like they've been friends forever. And they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q104. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill. So am I a helicopter dad? Here's the definition again. A helicopter parent is a parent that pays excessive attention to their children's every move and experience. Helicopter parents are highly involved, overprotective parents who tire, tire is, I can't say the word tirelessly, tirelessly. this morning. So many words I can't pronounce it's all today. all right. You got it. Uh, who tirelessly oversee every aspect of their children's lives and sometimes even act on their behalf. So my friend says that I'm a helicopter parent. I say I'm not. Here's what happened. So it was a couple of Sundays ago. Drew has a soccer game. And I went to the soccer game with my oldest son, Will. There is a kid who plays on Drew's soccer team who has an older sister who is coincidentally in Will's class. Okay. Okay. Let's call her Mia. Now, these two have seen each other before at prior games, and they've never spoken. Okay. And I think that's weird. 
They're the same age and they're in the same class and they've even have classes together. Okay. But they don't talk. And so we go and sit down at the game and I tell Will, I'm like, look, you guys are practically sitting right next to each other. Why don't you say hello? Have a conversation. Ask her how her classes are going. Something. Okay. And he's like, he doesn't want to. Like, I, I don't know if he's embarrassed or, or whatever the case is, but he doesn't want to do it. I, I just think that's strange. Do you think that's strange at all? No, he's a kid. And he doesn't want to talk to the girls in the class. I think that's pretty typical. So it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it is late in the afternoon. We haven't had lunch. Will at some point says, I'm hungry. Can we go get lunch after the game? Can we go to McDonald's? And so I said, I'll tell you what, Will. I said, if you ask Mia... One question about herself before we leave here today, then we can go to McDonald's. And he eventually got up the courage as the game is over and we're all going back to our cars. He asked her if she's going to be participating in any winter sports or something like that. Okay. And she answered the question and he comes back to me. He's like, I asked her. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, so we'll, we'll go to McDonald's. So... This is where the dilemma comes in, because I don't know. I don't think I am. But my friend says I'm doing the wrong thing by forcing him, forcing my oldest son to interact with girls as opposed to letting all of this play out organically. Where I'm coming from is I'm trying to raise this kid where it's not I don't want him to get caught up in bro culture. Like sure. where, where he thinks that it's it's not cool to talk to a girl. And I'm not even talking about like anything romantic here. Like, yeah. it's not like they have to be boyfriend and girlfriend. But I don't see. I mean, if they're going to see each other so many times and they're in the same class, it just seems abnormal to me for him not to say at least hello. How are your classes going? Something like that. I want him to I'm trying to raise a gentleman here. Sure. And I think that it's common courtesy at least to say hello. Do you disagree with me? Oh, well, I don't have kids, so it's hard for me to put myself in your shoes. I will say I remember, you know, being that age and having my parents do something similar. And I remember one time in particular, we were having like a Christmas dance or something. And um, my parents wanted me to go with this young kid from our church and like nothing romantic. We were like 11, 12 years old. It's really not a big deal. When I tell you, I sobbed, <laughs> sobbed because my parents made him come over to the house to ask me. I didn't want to go all of these things. I remember sitting in my sister's room, like curled up, just crying because I did not want to go to the dance with this, with this kid. And I think your the intentions as the parent are good, but as a child, you can't see those intentions. You you only see like, oh, this this makes me feel uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like your brain isn't developed enough to understand why you feel that way. So I feel like if it were me and he didn't want to go say hi to him, I probably just would have left it. But your situation it's a little bit different because there is the the romantic thing involved there. There's a there's a date going to the dance. That's that's a little bit different. That's But at that age I feel like it kind of is all the same. You know, where even like 
saying hi and asking a girl a question could be in their young minds interpreted as something different. But I don't want it to be. By the way, did this kid know that you were upstairs sobbing in <laughs> yeah, your room he while knew. he's... Wi- oh, my God. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> if I were that kid, I don't, I'd be spiraling I at that point. I think you just got to let your kid grow out of that. I don't think forcing them to do it is going to make them grow out of it any quicker. But did I force him? I, all I did was was odd, offer an incentive Bribed. of Mc, McDonald's afterwards. Like yeah. if, he's, if he's not going to talk to her, he's not going to talk to her. But he's not getting a Big Mac <laughs> after the game. I don't know. So my friend says, yeah, you're a helicopter parent. You are trying to control too many things about the actions of your kids. I say I'm just trying to point them in the right direction because I'm trying to get them to grow up the right way. What do you think? It's 216-474-0104. My helicopter sound effect right there. At least there were no tears in your situation. No, it's a bad idea. How can I help myself? Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. It's Morgan and Bill. We're trying to decide if I am, in fact, a helicopter parent. Because my friends have called me a helicopter parent. This is the most recent example. We were at a soccer game for for one of my sons. I was there with my oldest son, Will, who is 12 years old. He's in seventh grade. Uh, There was a girl that is in in his class that was also at the game. And they were practically sitting right next to each other. At the game, but they weren't talking to each other. They weren't interacting. And I said to my son, Will, I said, why don't you just say hello? What? How are your classes going? Anything. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to do it. He was too embarrassed to do it. Um, I bribed him with a trip to McDonald's after the game, which gave him the motivation to ask her if she was going to participate in any winter sports this year. And she answered the question and they, so they had a, I, I felt like that was a breakthrough. So the next time they see each other in public, I would think it would be easier to say, oh, hey. They're not going to say anything to I, each you other. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I think it's I just the age that they are. He'll grow out of it. Karen is listening in Brexville. Karen, good morning. Good morning. So when you, when you hear me describe about how I've been called a helicopter parent, does this resonate with you at all? Yeah, I have um, four teenage daughters. Well, one's almost a teenager, but it baffles me how they can see people they go to school with, they've known since they're kindergartners, and they won't even look at each other. They won't say anything, and I'm right there with you. Just say hello. Say something, and I yell at them all the time. Um, They'll snap each other uh, constantly, and which is crazy to me because they snap wall pictures or half face pictures ceiling pictures and you know they communicate that way but when they see each other in person can't even look at each other drives me nuts yeah that's bizarre to me that they interact on social media but then when they're in person they're not see that that to me indicates that there might be a lack of social skills, a development of social skills, which already I believe that some of these kids, depending on what age they are, are behind on that because of COVID. Yeah, COVID they, and social media in general. They miss an entire... I, I think social media is the problem. I, I blame it 100%. And Will, my oldest son, so a lot of times he'll get on, he'll put on the headsets when he's playing... Um, Xbox, Xbox or whatever. And so he's got three of his friends that he's playing Xbox with, and they're talking to each other on the headphones. But that, to me, is not... I mean, yeah, it's fun. It's your friends. But to me, that's not real socialization. Communication, right. Yeah. 
So, so Karen, I'm assuming you don't think I'm a helicopter. Have you ever been accused of being a helicopter parent for encouraging your kids to to open to socialize more with with their friends? Oh. <laughs> Definitely. My name's Karen, too, so I, I get it all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely – well, I don't know if anyone's ever called me a helicopter mom, but, you know, people have definitely told me that I am involved. But I think I have good kids, and I'm trying to teach them to be good kids. So, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, kids need direction. So I'm very vocal about it. So, no, I don't think you're a helicopter dad. I think you're just being a good dad who's trying to teach your kid to be a good kid. Thank you, Karen. As Karen says that, the text comes in, Bill, you're a helicopter parent. Leave your son alone. Your son doesn't need to talk to everyone in class. I just think he'll grow out of it eventually. He's 11. It happens. I don't see how you grow out of it unless you put it into practice, unless you start saying hello to people and start socializing. Otherwise, I don't I don't think you grow out of it. I think you continue no, to go in the do. opposite direction. I mean, that's growing up. Growing up is is changing and learning and doing all those things. I don't cry when boys ask me out anymore like I did when I was 11 years old. It would have been different if I, if I would have inserted myself into a conversation between the two of them. If I would have said, oh, hey, Bill, Mia's here. Mia, Will's here. And then if I that would have been helicopter parenting, in my opinion. But just encouraging to say hello, I don't think. Bribing. (laughs) Yeah. Bribing. I don't think I went over a line. I understand that people do. And we thank you for sharing your opinion. It's Q104. You get a fast car. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.